We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. morning we have a little bit shorter show today because my guest is limited in time and he's a very special guest so i'm going to jump in with some really neat pictures of grace uh, don you can bring those pictures up while i tell you my wife found a scripture reference two weeks ago when we were at a retreat and it, it's just wonderful and it is from hebrews 13 9 it says it is good for a heart to be strengthened by grace. And when our grace was on this earth, she strengthened us. I'm gonna walk through these pictures and just tell you a little bit about here. So this first one that's on, well, this one is her mowing the lawn. So she was my she was my big helper. This is, she picked flowers for mom. Anytime her and I would go someplace, she's always thinking about mom. So you look at these weeds, these are all weeds, but she picks them and it just, they look beautiful. She deer hunted with me. This is her sighting in her rifle. This is with big brother Travis. Our son Travis took his life by suicide three years before Grace lost her life. And this was Grace at Jessica's wedding. Grace played violin at Jessica's wedding. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Don. All right. So my i want you to bring Stu in now don and then i want to just share how grace would have met Stu. good morning Stu. good morning thank you so much for having me i appreciate it oh you're welcome so if grace would have met you for the first time Stu, i'll just give you a little bit of background she would always have a label for people if she could so there's a man from church his name is jeff and she would call him peter peanut butter man because jeff is like jeff so if she met you for the first time, I'm positive she would say, hello, soup man. For yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> the beef, right? Uh, she just had this, she had this way. So, uh, you know, oh. I, of course, I don't need to introduce Stu, but one of the things that I learned about him uh, from his producer is that he's a former bounty hunter. So we're not going to explore that today because of time, but I thought that was pretty interesting. But, you know, obviously Stu has, has uh, become a media empire uh, and he got something started, I presume for, and I'm going to dig into that a little bit, presumably because he got woken up. So Stu was one of the first to help us expose Grace's story. And he appeared remotely at her rally last April. Today, Stu and I are going to dive into uh, the deadly protocols that have killed 1.1 million people in hospitals in the United States, along with the bioweapon shots that are now killing hundreds of thousands and likely millions of people worldwide. Everybody knows Stu uh, has done the Died Suddenly documentary, which was outstanding. But I want to jump right in, Stu, and just ask, when did you wake up? And then after you woke up, how did you deprogram yourself? I'm still waking up. Uh, it's it's the the um, the layers, the onion is is very layered, I will say. And uh, you know, you said that you didn't want to dig into the bounty hunting stuff, but it's really relevant because those 15 years were spent as training for exactly the chair that I sit in now, the role that I play now in this war of good versus evil, because that gave me the, um, the inquisitive mind, um, the, the BS meter, I guess, if you will, and the discernment uh, training that I needed 
for right now. And discernment is obviously a gift. It was it was given to me then. And I watch old, you know, we, we used to do documentaries. The name of the agency that I worked for was the Twin Cities Apprehension Team. Um, we specialized in violent offenders, people wanted for crimes against persons, you know, high level gangs, uh, gun crimes, uh, drug trafficking, uh, rape, murder, uh, abduction, child molestation, pedophilia, this kind of thing is, is what we specialized in. We would track down these people who were wanted for these heinous crimes and we would go get them. And so, uh, you know, there's, there was a documentary I was watching. It's called, um, the fearless rise of a right-wing shock jock and uh this kind of featured some segments of you know uh, interviews and a bounty hunt and then interviewing some cops that were you know that had worked with me in the past and my own my dad was in there and um you know in this in this documentary you can see that there's this transformation of a person that's supernatural that you know i, I had no idea what was coming for me and this show, the Stu Peters show, started as a radio show called Patriotically Correct. And it was myself and my partner from the Twin Cities Apprehension Team. And we were just kind of online um, broadcasting to a Facebook audience of 17 people, whoever we could beg to come in and listen to us. Uh, what, and then what, year was that? Into, what year was that, Stu? This was only two and a half years ago. Um, so this would have been in 2020, just before the, uh, the stolen presidential election. And, uh, it was, it was really something how this thing just divinely catapulted. And here, here you have a guy just exploring, you know, everything. So it all started really because I was there on the streets the day that George Floyd died in Minneapolis. Uh, of a fentanyl overdose, as you know, you would expect any career criminal, drug addicted, home invading thug to die. And um, I saw the aftermath of all that in, in first person. And, you know, I, I had the, the police radio, I'm, I'm listening to the screaming and, um, you know, the, the chaotic, you know, trying to decide how this is going to be combated and, you know, bringing in the mounted patrol units and all this other stuff, and then turning into this huge, false narrative psyop that was just grabbed onto by the media that led to a minimum of 12 billion dollars in damage being inflicted on this country over a three-month period cities burning to the ground the media lying and saying that this was a you know a, a grassroots blm popular yeah. uprising when in fact what this was was our own cia uh helping assisting the deep state in affecting a coup d'etat so I saw all this happening and that's really what made me start looking at everything else with a whole lot more scrutiny. And now Scott, it's, um, it's weird. It, it, it freaks me out at times how simple and clear, uh, all of the lies become the exposure of the truth is really easy for me. Um, I see right through what a lot of people don't. And to relate that back to the documentary that I was just watching, I, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I was in my fish house watching this documentary. And in that, you know, uh, one of our canine guys, Bobby said, he was being interviewed. And he said, I don't know how Stu does it. I don't know how he sees these people, how he finds these people. It's, you know, um, I can be looking at the same scene that he's looking at. And he'll go, don't you see him? He's right there. And Everybody else is going, no, where, where is he? And Stu just goes right to him. And so it's relevant because that was training. That was God having me in training 
for the war that we're in now. And so, um, you know, I kind of went around the block to get across the street there, but that's how this all started. It was just, it was uh, a realization that we are living in um, a movie, that the world is a stage, that everything is fake, and uh, that there is a lot of very effective programming, as you know, uh, hence the show Deprogramming, there's a lot of very effective pro programming, brainwashing, propagandizing, gaslighting that has been done, um, not just here in America, but on a global scale that has already given the global elites the control that they need in order to usher in uh, a fully compliant mass of people um, so that they may be, um, you know, uh, ushering in full totalitarianism with ease. And then, of course, biblically, that leads to the mark um, and everything else that God told us was absolutely going to happen. Boy, am I glad you you directed us that way. That is uh, That gives us, that frames really how you have become a, an expert on this. So God gave you a talent at birth, uh, and then that talent was refined through your bounty hunting. And, you know, it's prepared you extremely well. Early on in this fight, one of my, well, my best friend said, reread the book of Esther, Scott. And when I did, I saw exactly, uh, you know, the similar parallel to me. I was given some gifts at birth and my life had refined those gifts. And I thought it really was just to run a business so that my daughter was taken care of after I died. And obviously it wasn't. It's for a time such as this. So, yeah. wow. Thanks for doing that, that Stu. All yeah. right, so I wanna um, dive in a little bit. So Don, will you bring up the first uh, link with the current data? So this is literally, so this is live data. So this is this morning. You see there's there's been 69, go up just to the right to the top, Don. I wanna just, show people these numbers. So 69% of the world has been vaccinated, 13 billion doses. And yesterday, so now they say 765,000 a day. Yesterday it was 1.3 million. So they're changing the daily number based on the day before. So, you know, we'll say, and I've been looking at this for days now, roughly a million people a day are be, being vaccinated. So what what's going on? Why are people bowing down to this, Stu? Well, uh you know, that is a question that um, I continue to bang my head against the wall and ask myself uh, every day. This shot has, as, as we've mentioned on, you know, our program, our network, right. over and over and over again, single-handedly caused more injuries. I mean, record-smashing numbers, amounts of injuries and handicaps and incapacitations and death as every other previous vaccine, in, in air quotes, if anybody's listening to audio only, uh, combined in, in our history ever. There's there's no upside to it. The the origins of this fake virus have now been, you know, exposed and all but confirmed. Uh, the, the patents behind this, which, by the way, the patents are relevant because the patents are used across the board in every one of these shots. And in that patent, it specifically lays out that the pegylated lipid nanoparticle inside of the COVID virus or the genetic man-made sequence 
and in the shots is a weapon of biowarfare. That's right. They admit it. They say it right in the wide open. There is no law that allows anybody, a company or an individual, to manufacture, bring to market, and deploy a weapon of biowarfare against the American public. These people are not protected. So the narrative now, the, the, the false narrative now, the, uh, the PSYOP, the propaganda, is that, and what everybody wants to repeat, is how Big Pharma, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, Gilead with their remdesivir, that these companies are somehow protected by an immunity shield at the hands of our corrupt Congress, and that's false. They are not protected from an immunity shield because they were asked to bring a weapon of biowarfare and they right. brought a weapon of biowarfare. They did not bring a vaccine. These are not vaccines. And so with all of that, you know, largely in the public by the millions, if you look at the film Died Suddenly and you look at how exponentially the viewership of that grew, uh, I believe it's near 20 million just on our Rumble channel alone, even more than that at StuPeters.com. It was on DirecTV and Dish Network on the Beck News Network, seen by millions. It's oh, been boy. downloaded, bootlegged, re-uploaded, and shared on countless other uh, people's platforms. It's been translated into dozens of different languages. And I mean, ostensibly, we're looking at 100 million people who have seen this. Um, you know, so if all of those views were here in the United States, which they're not, of course, but that would account to almost a third of our population. When something goes viral, that means that people are exponentially sharing it. So if you have millions of people that know that this is a weapon of biowarfare, it's concerning to me that this information isn't being shared. And so I think what's happening here is, is just more of the deception that we were promised in these times, wars and rumors of wars, uh, the groundwork for the beast is being laid. I don't think that this is the mark. I, I really don't. I, I think that this is developing the technology to implement the mark. People didn't take this willingly. In many cases, they were mandated. Children were targeted with this. They took it you know, against their will. They were forced to take this. They were held down in many cases to take this. People were coerced. They were threatened with their jobs. That's not what we're told the mark is. And so yeah, that's, that's right. almost unequivocally, I can say that that's not what this is. But the deception is, is so great that you can look at somebody and right in the face, you can ask them, what is it? Why did you take this? And people will give you answers such as to protect other people. Yeah. Well, right. the, uh, uh, that, that just blows my mind based on the principles of vaccinations and the history of science in general and medicine, because you don't take a vaccine to protect someone else. You take a vaccine to give yourself immunity to something so that you don't contract it. And so right. early on when this thing came out, that should have set off alarms in a whole lot of people how quickly they were able to get these to market. I mean, we now know that they were developing this technology in 2015. We now know that this SARS-CoV-2 was patented back in 2015 or even earlier. We know that the people who are the heavily, have most heavily invested into this are also the people who stand in front of the world and tell you that this planet is overpopulated right. and that we need to kill people. And then they develop a vaccine and tell you to go take it to help you to live longer. So if you look at Bill Gates, for example, this person who's telling you to take this thing to protect yourself and to keep your loved ones healthy and to live longer 
is also the same person who is telling the world that there's an overpopulation problem. This doesn't compute. And so to answer your question, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know, Scott, why so many people are bending the knee. Now, if you that's the consumer. If you look at the uh, fake government, the corporate government crime syndicate, the uniparty mafia, we know why they're bending the knee. And that is for money and for control. Uh, they're right. bowing to the uh, inflated bribery and blackmail materials. All these people are sick, depraved, degenerates uh, in, in many ways. Uh, if you watch the State of the Union, if you watch the Grammys, you can see all of the ways that they're, I mean, they're satanic people. So we know why they're doing it. Yes. We know why the NFL is doing it. We know why big corporate, uh, you know, conglomerates and globalist entities are doing this. They're doing this because they're being paid. Did you know that there is actual uh, uh, documents now that show that doctors at their practices were being compensated huge amounts of money to vaccinate people? So they were being. Know. No, I didn't yeah. know that. So the documents are the documents are available on that now. I'm going to give them to you uh, post this interview so that you can so that you can run them on your social media. I will give these to you so that you have them. Uh, if, if your producers can put them in and post, maybe you can put them on the screen right now. These people were paid massive amounts of money. So they're being paid. And then doctors, fake doctors, poison pushers, murderers uh, know what this is doing to people. And they're continuing to push it because not only are they being paid to do so, but they're being threatened. If you don't do this, if you don't comply with this narrative, the NIH protocols, the CDC mandates, the FDA ap approvals, uh, you're going to lose your license and could potentially even face jail time and they'll lock you up. I mean, they're locking up pastors. They're burning down churches. Pastor Archer Pawlowski from Canada is just one of the many who have been targeted and persecuted. And as we have been taught by the perfect father, the persecution is always proportionate to the effectiveness of your message. So if your message is being elevated and if your word is being spread and if the gospel is being is living in that word and the truth is being exposed and lies are being revealed, then, of course, you're going to be the most heavily persecuted. And we've witnessed that firsthand and, and we've we've taken that on. But. You know, if you truly are covered in the blood, there will be no chinks to your armor. And, uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of people ask, you know, you've, you've really come under heavy attack. How are you handling that? And I just I go, I am. I, I don't really even notice a lot of it. I, I just really don't. And that's just being 100 percent honest. I deal with more trials. It feels like personally um, the way that the enemy has targeted my personal life, I think, then I feel the heat professionally from the USA Today or the Rolling Stone or any of these other satanic uh, publications, the mainstream media attacks me all the time. Um, I don't I don't really feel it. I don't really notice it. Um, but I think we know the answers to why the corporate entities and the globalist, you know, corporate world is is bowing the knee and why our fake government uniparty, uh, you know, demonically oppressed fake politicians are doing this and it's all about money, power, control, status, committee assignments, uh, and you know, depravity is what it is. So the consumer though needs to be made aware. And I think that every single day that we talk, we have to encourage people. The internet isn't going to do it. Facebook's not going to allow you. Instagram's not going to allow you to talk about these things. Twitter is not 
a free speech platform like Elon Musk claims that it is. I can't believe that because I just look at fruit and Scott, the, the fruit right of up. the man, Elon Musk, the, 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 you know, Starlink, Neuralink guy, we're talking about Neuralink, a guy who really wants to literally put a chip in your brain to control your thoughts and your actions and your memories and your dreams. Do we really believe that this is the same man that's about free speech? I, right. I, I don't see it. I, I'm on the same page. I, you know, that one was easy to see, but I probably would not have seen it without Grace's death. I mean, Grace's death woke me up and, you know, I'm, I'm years behind you and waking up, but I mean, it's, it's so hard to, you know, it hurts your brain it some days, but you got to keep, you got to keep pressing forward. You know, I do have one comment I would say as to why people do this. And it's, you know, there is a banality of evil that has been worked on by the cabal for decades. And just as it applies to the general population, they have successfully trained out critical thinking through the public fool system. And because of that, you know, people are easily fooled more than my generation, for sure. Um, but still, people in my generation took the jab. I asked them just a simple question. Why did you do it? Well, I wanted to travel and I didn't want to have any restrictions. And it's like, oh, boy, they just don't have they don't have the roots, the same roots that that I do or you do. I, you know, I want to have a quick answer to this next next one. So, Don, will you bring up the Newsweek clip from January 16th? So this is, we don't have to scroll down this, but what what's going, my question is, is related to Trump. You know, why is he still promoting the vaccine? I don't get this. So I, it just seems so strange to me. And I figured you would be the best guy to ask the question to. You, and you said you wanted a quick answer. <laughs> you you, you yeah. have the floor. Um, you, this is probably one of the most concerning aspects um, I think of all of this, Donald Trump, other than Jesus Christ, may be the most influential and famous person to ever walk the face of the earth. He may be more well known than anybody, literally ever on planet Earth, aside from, you know, our Lord and Savior and the King Jesus Christ. Uh, he has sway over hundreds and hundreds of millions of people, not just in the United States of America, but worldwide. I mean, this this person is followed almost in a scary way. Um, Listen, this is coming from somebody who 100% supported Trump and not necessarily the man, but Trump the message. Uh, The 2015-2016 America First Agenda, locking up uh, heathens like Hillary Clinton, uh, building a wall on our southern border, economic security, uh, ending these forever wars that are enriching the globalist elites and the fossils in our D.C. beltway and the military-industrial complex, uh, you know, empowering the blue-collar worker, the lunch pail carrying, truck driving, nine-to-five factory guy in flyover country. This was the guy that was saying the things that we were all thinking, the things that were important to us, what families were talking about around the dinner tables, uh, right. not what the fake stream media is talking about, uh, all this nonsense that nobody really cares about. Trump was uh, really a bullhorn for, you know, the masses that just had had it with the with the crime syndicate and, uh, you know, the obliteration of individual liberty and freedom in this country. And that was so refreshing to hear. And um uh, the, 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 the grassroots following that he had was just incredible and it was awesome. It turned into a shielding of a person who cannot be held accountable without 
incredible amounts of backlash, uh, almost in the Antichrist spirit. You have somebody here who uh, can can get away with doing anything and then be protected by an army of people who are unwilling to look at Trump the man as an imperfect person, when in fact that's what we all are. And so when Jared Kushner came in and, you know, criminal jailbreak legislation was really virtually all we got out of the Trump administration, uh, we didn't get the wall. Uh, obviously, there was a huge legal battle around that. And of course, you know, lawfare, he was bogged down with, you know, fights and tied up in litigation, of course, with his administration and that. Uh, but, you know, the guy that claimed that he was going to be the hand grenade thrown into the uh, deep state, uh, you know, cabal to blow up the establishment, brought the deep state and the establishment and the swamp right around him in the way of Lindsey Graham and the turtle lord Mitch McConnell and, you know, Susie Wiles at Mar-a-Lago and Katie Walsh, the New York Times leaker, is now back at Mar-a-Lago and Jared Kushner is still calling the shots ostensibly. And, you know, you have Bill Stepien and Corey Lewandowski allegedly selling Trump endorsements. Trump is endorsing rhinos. I mean, so you call all of this stuff out and you just get attacked. Then you have the bioweapon. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if Trump was lied to. I do know that uh, Dr. Paul Elias Alexander, who worked as a COVID advisor on Trump's HHS team, worked in the same building as all of the others with NIH and uh, the COVID advisory panel and Deborah Burks and Fauci, who were openly saying, we need to lie to the president. We need to subvert this president. And, uh, you know, so so he was lied to. He was misled. And he was rushed into making a decision about reopening the country, locking the country down, bringing Operation Warp Speed, bringing something to the market. Uh, his his you know uh, his mantra was you know the the uh, the treatment can't be you know more devastating than the the pandemic or whatever the whatever the I'm paraphrasing here but you understand what I'm saying and so right. he had to be forced into a decision he had to do something we were a country of 350 some odd million people who had no idea what we were dealing with in March of 2020 we just knew that this thing was. We were seeing propaganda, people dropping dead in the streets in China. I mean, this was coming our way. We had to protect our children. We, you know, shut our schools down. We put masks on. I mean, it was insanity. And, you know, Trump is an imperfect person. But now, knowing what we know, knowing what millions of Americans know, knowing what the vast majority of Trump's base knows, knowing that he's getting booed at rallies when he brings up vaccines, knowing that, you know, um, he's on O'Reilly talking about getting boosters and getting booed. This is, it's incomprehensible to me that people believe that he just doesn't know, number one, that this is out of ignorance because Trump doesn't use the internet. You'll see that a lot. Well, that's false because for four years of a presidency, this is the guy who single-handedly trolled everybody on Twitter and blew up Twitter. He knows how to work the internet. Um, so that's out. Uh, you know, or he's he's being misled somehow. Well, you know, he's been misled many times, but he's not dumb. This is a real estate mogul, business person, knows that you have to step on toes, knows that, you know, you can't bow or acquiesce to people who are in your face trying to pressure you. He uh, called out 
you know, the entire GOP, little Marco, um, you know, all these people when he was campaigning, he wasn't afraid to be on a stage with them. He he's sharp as a whip and he took these people on um, and and devastatingly just, I mean, gained uh, the following of the people when everybody said that this guy will never be president. Um, now, look, I acknowledge that I believe that all elections are rigged and stolen. I think that Trump was installed. I don't know that he knows that he was, but the deep state, I believe, used him to get to where we are now. We needed the division. We needed the chaos. We needed to have excuses to lock down this country. They needed the January 6th fake insurrection. They need, you know, these popular uprisings like BLM. They need Antifa. They need the social unrest. So I believe that he was part of that plan. I still believe that they'll indict him. You know, whether it's the Southern District of New York on tax stuff or whether it's the COVID-19 bioweapon, whether it's the January 6th fake insurrection or the sham impeachment stuff. I mean, they've got a lot of things, the classified documents, the fake ones that they found at Mar-a-Lago, you know. And so but to get back to this, his unwavering doubling down of the support of these shots. His attorney, Christina Bob, was on my program the other day. She's very upset about the questions that I asked her now in the wake of that. I'm not a guy that's going to give softball interviews. I'm going to ask the real questions. And I asked her, look, why why is Trump still supporting these shots? He's claimed just the other day to have saved millions of lives. This shot has ended millions of lives. Prematurely, young people, athletes at the peak of their physical condition, young children like Ernesto Ramirez, who, you know, our program has helped his dad, Ernest, to raise money and stay on the road and tell his story. And Ernest Ramirez is a, is a guy who's been offered, you know, um, some large sums of money from Pfizer to stop talking about his 16-year-old deceased son. Uh, very sad, very terrible. You're in a similar situation, different, different means, same end. Um, you know, and so... He knows. He most certainly knows. And so, you know, this can only be one of two things. Uh, this can only be that they have a gun to his head, uh, that 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 there is some horrible, you know, uh, immediate threat that has Trump continuing on this uh, or that that he's in on it. I mean, and you, you hate to feel that way, but when you're logically thinking, when you're when you're critically thinking, when you're looking at what's right before you, when you believe what your eyes are seeing, when you know that what your ears are hearing is what they're actually hearing, these really are the only options. And there's no there's no excuse for it. I'm not going to make excuses for Donald Trump or any man who is pushing or endorsing or sponsoring or recommending a bioweapon injection that is causing children to die. I can't do it. I will not do it. I refuse to do it. And I don't really care what anybody says. So I don't know the answer, but I do know that it is, it is uh, inexcusable and that it needs to stop immediately. He needs to come out and he needs to say that these shots need to be seized, that nobody else should take them, that should, there should be a complete vaccine moratorium across this country until we bring vaccine manufacturing domestically back to the United States. It would create millions of jobs, billions, potentially trillions of dollars into our economy immediately it would inject. Um, We're taking drugs, pharmaceuticals, giving them to our kids, whether it's, you know, these neurotoxins that these poison pusher fake doctors are giving your kids for fake ADHD diagnosis or whatever you're taking, high blood pressure medication, insulin. We're trusting China with 97% of these pharmaceuticals, ostensibly the rest of it to India. China is supposedly, allegedly the boogeyman bad guy that, you know, is our biggest adversary, the biggest threat to, you know, 
to our national security and we're trusting them with what we're injecting into our bodies. These people uh, took a bioweapon from Chapel Hill, University of North Carolina, Ralph Barrick, uh, Peter Daszak, the EcoHealth Alliance, the CIA, the feds, and and released intentionally a weapon of biowarfare that was aerosolized and put into the things that we consume, our water and our food, but we're trusting them with our vaccine manufacturing. This is insanity. And so whether it's Trump or, you know, runner up fake DeSantis in Florida, who's, you know, trying to garner the attention of the national stage right now in our fake political system where elections are rigged and votes don't count. This is all a movie and it needs to stop. DeSantis and Trump and anybody else who recommends in any way that these shots be injected into anybody of any demographic, any race, any creed, any religion, any age group, pre-existing conditions or not, healthy or old, athlete or not, needs to be prosecuted. They need to be prosecuted because they are directly leading people to their death. And it's inexcusable. It's criminal in nature. Well, that's that's right on, Stu. Do you have time? I know your time is limited. Do you have time for one more question? Yeah, I do. Okay, so Don, I and it's going to tee off of what you just said. Don, will you just bring up the the next two articles? We're just going to show clips of them quick. So you see, controlling the mark after a contract, and then bring up the next one. Uh, Bill Gates admits the COVID vaccines don't work. Okay, so now I want to frame this, Stu based on what you just said, because this is this is the most concerning thing to me. So we already know this was never a vaccine. It was a bioweapon. That means they knew people were going to die and become disabled. So that in the in the mindset of a PSYOP, this was all set up for what? And you you said something that really gets me um, into this is that you know, we, you know, so the amnesty program was already floated months ago. You know, we screwed up. Uh, we're sorry. Thanks for taking one for the team. Whatever that looks like, you know, now, the, you know, these people like Bill Gates admitting that it doesn't work. So now we will do better next time. Let's bring the manufacturing of vaccines to the United States. You just had said that. I, I, I see this as uh, the real, this is a lot bigger setup because, you know, the, the history of vaccines, I mean, we know autism was non-existent before vaccines. So, I mean, the history is so nefarious. I don't think we can bring vaccines back to the United States. I mean, because who are we going to trust with it? Is is a vaccine even necessary given that our body's a temple? So anyway, this, is, this has been on my mind probably more than any other topic over the last month. And so I'd like you to just finish with your comment on, on that topic. Yeah, I mean, I'll never take another injection, no matter where it comes from. I don't trust zombies wearing stethoscopes and white lab coats. I don't trust our healthcare medical industrial complex. And I agree with you that our body is a temple. I won't put any of these neurotoxins into my body. However, you're going to have masses of people who want to give ADHD drugs to their kids. You have people who require insulin. You have people who need blood pressure medication or who feel yes. that they have take things like this. And I think that we need to bring that manufacturing back here. Who we trust, who we vet at that point, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that'll be up to uh, whatever panel of people is charged with that. And that'll have to come after the panel of people is responsible for eradicating uh, these evil people off the face of the planet. These people like Bill Gates could be ostensibly one of the most dangerous people, one of the most evil people to ever walk the face of the planet, should be indicted, tried, and if convicted, he should be fried. 
There is no other acceptable punishment for these people. These people have created the most unthinkable crimes against humanity. They have specifically targeted our children. There's no rehabilitating people like this. They are demonic, they are evil, and they need to go and they need to be judged. And, um, you know, Bill Gates is at the top of the list, but there's a long list behind him. I mean, we have people, doctors out here that are still pushing this. There needs to be accountability. And, and Scott, I'm talking about extreme accountability. And yes, we need to be having conversations, moving the Overton window, mainstreaming the conversation about the precedent that has been set for how we handle people like this. We saw it at Nuremberg, whether it's a Nuremberg two type troop tribunal, whether it's a military tribunal or whether the military won't do it and the government won't do it. And uh, then fine, you know what we need to, we need to convene citizen grand juries and we need to bring these things to the attorneys general of our country. And we need to bring these things to county attorneys and to DAs and to prosecutors and to sheriffs and to lawmen and those people who have the evidence like the lawmen that I just mentioned all of the aforementioned attorneys general and prosecutors if they have the evidence right before them in black and white and they refuse to take a look at these cases and prosecute them then they too should be held accountable as accomplices uh, to this genocidal mass kill-off at a level that we've never seen before ever uh, in our lives. The list is going to get long, but these people must be held accountable before we move on to ever considering the restoration or the rethink of our healthcare system. Um, we need to shift the paradigm, walk away from the paradigm actually of, you know, industrialized healthcare, for-profit hospitals that get paid to kill people like Grace. That's what this boils down to. These people are intentionally killing people while they're making viral TikTok videos and dancing while we have a pandemic that never was a pandemic to begin with. The pandemic was mass murder. They brought these people into the hospitals. They separated them from their families. They hooked them up to ventilators, life support. While they walked in under their own horsepower, they filled them with venomous, poisonous remdesivir, Gilead. These people like Marjorie Taylor Greene are heavily invested into Pfizer and other companies like this. This is a mass kill-off. That's why they're all silent. That's why you have right. Senator Ron Johnson doing these dog-and-pony kangaroo court monkey shows with the self-proclaimed inventor of the RNA technology that's killing all of these people right. in these shots, sitting next to him, advising him on how to do this. Uh, a, a CIA-connected operative who I can't find his name on any of the documentation leading up to the, the invention of this right. mRNA technology. He's a liar and he's a fraud. These people need to be held accountable. Our most trusted experts, people like Dr. Robert Malone, these people are in on it. These people are profiting right now off of this kill-off. And before we discuss you know, any future manufacturing of vaccines or medicines or treatments, yeah, uh, poisons like chemotherapy. Yeah, these people need to be held accountable. And that is the chapter that we need to be focused on right now. I'm full steam ahead on that. I'm going to be meeting with 22 attorneys general. I'm on my way down to Florida where Karen Kingston has been doing incredible work. Uh, in the next 10 or 14 days, I'm going to be in Florida. We're going to be meeting with these people in Collier County. There are commissioners and attorneys general and sheriffs who have looked at this and said, whoa, we need to. They didn't have any idea. Now we need to act. And so whatever county it is, it doesn't matter. We can extradite these people from anywhere in the world, issue a UFAP warrant for unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. These are crimes against humanity. This is a genocidal level kill off and these people need to see justice. I won't take my last breath until I see it. Outstanding, Stu. I'm glad you you uh, called the Ron Johnson hearings for what they are, because that's the exactly the same thing I saw. The first one, or the first one I watched back in January of of uh, 22, I thought, you know, it, it was at the beginning. I thought that was real, but the last one in December, I thought, what is going on here? This is just to 
this is a promotion show. It didn't yeah, make any sense. It is. It's a hundred percent a distraction to make people think that something is going on. You can equate that with the Q movement. Okay. This was pacifying patriotism. It was putting patriotism on chill mode in the cooler. Don't do anything. Sit back, trust a plan, wait on a man to ride in on a white horse. Look, no man's riding in on a white horse except for Jesus. Nobody is, you know, uh, there's no plan. We have to be the plan. Uh, we are, we outnumber these people. There are billions of us liberty-loving, freedom-loving people who want to be left alone by tyrannical governments. We want to go ice fishing. We want to teach our kids how to ride bikes. We want to teach them real history and English and math. We want them to be loved and treated with hugs and kindness. We want to help our neighbors. That's who we are as Americans. That's who we are really as humanity. That's, That's who right. we are as Christians. We are a good set of people with big hearts. We outnumber these psychopaths. There may be thousands, ostensibly even hundreds of thousands of them. There are billions of us, and it is time for us now to rise up. This world needs a revival, and it has to happen forthwith. I'm going to say a couple of comments in closing and give you the last word, but you you talked about kids. So you are you have three kids. How old are they? What are their names? How old are they, Stu? Nolan is my firstborn son, made me a dad. He's 11 years old. Uh, Eli is my middle child, uh, who who is just a really special guy. His, uh, he's eight years old. And of course, uh, Reagan, my, my daughter, is four years old, and she's got me. She's got me completely wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see the I see the head mounts in the background there. So you're going to be teaching these kids to hunt like I did with Grace. I yes, uh, absolutely. Did you hear me there's, too? Uh, there's three okay. of them there. Those. Yeah, yeah. Those are Wisconsin deer. So uh, yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, all right. So I, I just want to wrap up. I, I want to you know this is some pretty pretty tough stuff that we're going through, but I want to frame this a, a little bit different, like I always do at the end. If it wasn't not for God's grace, every one of us would be tempted to do the same thing that Stu and I are talking about, because a world without God is what we have. And we would be tempted to think we have to control the climate, control the population, because we don't believe in God. Thankfully, by God's grace, he saved us. And, I, you know, it's, of course, the most thankful thing that, that, uh, that he's ever given me. Uh, the second one is my daughter, Grace. And, you know, she was uh, here today and she met President Trump. She would say she just had this way. She had this way of of showing God's grace. So she would say, President Trump, you know, I voted for you and this poison poke is wrong. She would just have this way and I'm sure it would melt his heart and uh, like she did with, with everybody. And so then last, I want to say if if you don't believe in our Lord Jesus Christ, you've been programmed. He he came, he died, was buried, and rose again on the third day so that the scriptures would be fulfilled and anyone who believes in him has eternal life. And that is why I'm doing these programs. Of course, we want to wake people up personally, but spiritually is way more important. So, uh, Stu, last word to you. It's the only way we can make it. And Scott, I don't know if I'm frozen on your end. You're frozen for me, but I can still uh -oh. hear you. Um, okay. And I hope that you can hear me. Uh, but, you know, th that's the only way that we can make it. Again, I mean, just to just to recap, there's no man. There's, there's no man that is riding in to save us. We've been commanded to pick up the sword and fight. That's what we need to do. Everybody here has a calling. Everybody that's viewing, listening, uh, participating in this conversation, in this dialogue, everybody who is 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 out in, you know, uh, 
you know, Satan's world understands that they have a role, they have a calling, they need to listen if it's on their soul and it's on their heart and they're going, well, I just need to pray about it. I just need to think, is it really God? Uh, yeah. Who else speaks to your soul? Of course, it's God. Exactly. And so it's time to pick up the sword and fight. That's what we're commanded to do. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Look to the cross, leads your kids to the cross. Nothing else matters. And only by the grace of God are we going to see this accountability and this justice. But that only happens if we do as we're commanded. Jesus is coming back soon. I really feel that way. Tax season is here. I'm braiding my own whips or began to last night. And when he comes back, it's going to be time for 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 judgment and for justice and for, I mean, he's going to come back as a lion. We know that. And so leading up to that, preparing people for that, making people understand that you're doing it. I commend you for doing that. We're doing our best to do it. And that means having conversations, not on the internet. If you don't have a huge social media platform, if you don't have a big network, if you don't have a show like Scott or Stu Peters or any of these other people, you know what you do have? You have neighbors, you have a church congregation, you have right. the lady in the supermarket, the guy in front of you at the coffee shop, the people wearing the mask at the gas pumps outside side. What are you afraid of? Jesus loves you. What are you afraid of? Ask them the question, open the dialogue, make them understand that that is the only way. Bring them to him, bring them to church, introduce them to the Bible, carry it around in your pocket, read them scripture, love them, hug them, treat them as the victims that they are. Don't judge them. That's not for us to do. We're not here to judge other people's hearts. Actions. Yes, of course, hold them biblically accountable, righteous anger, righteous indignation, I'm there with you. I believe it. I argue with Jesus every day about my anger. Believe me. Uh, <laughs> but we need to rest in him. We need to wait on him. We need to trust him. And we need to pick up the sword and fight. The time is now. There's never been a greater time than now to be alive. This is an extraordinary time to be alive. We need to embrace it. And we need to fight. And we need to fight for him in his name. And we will be victorious. Death itself has already been defeated. We can conquer everything else that we have before us. Wow. Thank you, Stu. I sure appreciate you being on. Have a Thank fantastic you. day. Thank you. You too. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.